0: In this new episode of Carolyn Talks, I speak with cinematographer Eric Branco about his work on the 48 version, written and directed by Rada Blank. The film premiered at the 2020 Senate Film Festival, and we get into what it was like to film on 35mm in black and white and shooting on location in his native New York. So, my first question for you is it's a pretty standard question, but it's one that I like to ask my interviewees all the time because I'm just always interested in how people got into doing what they're doing. How did you become involved mm-hmm. in cinematography?
1: Uh, I became involved in cinematography through acting surprisingly oh. um i grew, <laughs> i grew up in new york uh in new york city um and you know i think was exposed to uh was exposed to like a treasure trove of museums and and you know museums plays uh kind of just like art centered um art-centered experiences growing up and knew that I kind of wanted to do something in that world but didn't know what and didn't know what it could be and acting was one of those things was one of kind of the only avenues open to me as a kid where I could really create art and kind of be taken seriously um, so I did that for a long time my, my thinking was that was going to be that I would do a I would kind of follow um, the like Spike Lee Woody Allen, Ed Burns kind of model and uh and, like, write and direct my own, my own work and act in them. Uh, and I started trying to do that, like, in high school with my buddies and quickly realized that there was no one to hold the camera. <laughs> and so I called back from acting. Uh, I did all the camera work in those kind of young, early movies. And uh, when I got to film school uh, a couple of years later, uh, a couple of my classmates were like, oh, you know, your movies, your movies look really good. Who shoots them? which I didn't understand because I didn't know that cinematography was like a separate profession. Mm. Um, and <laughs> so they, uh, like a bunch of people asked me to come shoot their student films. Uh, and so I did. And I just really fell in love with cinematography um, kind of by accident. Hmm.
0: Well, it's, it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty unique way to fall into cinematography because, yes, there are a lot of, um, actors who do become directors and become screenwriters and producers but cinematography is different because you're observing in a completely different way to a director because a director they they're the ones who come they come up the plan they're like okay I want to shoot in this space this is the location and this is what I want yeah. to convey but as the cinematographer you are looking you're telling you have to make sure that everything involved in the scene is telling the story it's not just the actors right and and I think that's a pretty unique transition okay. from yeah. actor yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's almost it's almost kind of like a meta kind of thing like you're watching performers perform and you're like seeing it from like a, a fourth wall kind of perspective. And which is kind of like what happens mm-hmm. in um for the old version, it, a lot of it is like rather breaks the fourth wall quite often, which I wasn't expecting from the film actually, so that was pretty unique. Um Yeah yeah so um, I want to so now the film is in black and white so for your version is in black and white and for a film coming out in 2020 that is I would say almost rare um, especially for a feature length film because everything is in color now but like back in the 50s and 60s we had the glorious as they, as they used to say glorious technicolor and color has been the way to tell story, and especially as for you as a cinematographer like for your film clemency, which I saw, that like you use color very vividly to tell stories like you use like bright colors that like you use like reds and oranges and purples and even muted shades of blues and whites to tell stories but for for your yeah. version, you're shooting in black and white on I believe it's thirty five millimeter
1: yeah we we shot black and white we shot on film yeah.
0: And so, so what's the, what for you was experience like having shot previously in, in color to transition into black and white?
1: Um, well, so I, uh, I shoot a lot of black and white, like film photography just on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something, it's something that I, that I kind of gotten more and more into. I, you know, it's, it's hard as a cinematographer uh, to evaluate your own work because you're always operating kind of in a, in, in a bubble. You're op- you're operating you know in solitude. You're not hanging out with other cinematographers on set who are watching your work, and you're not kind of collaborating with other cinematographers. So uh, you know it's hard to kind of always be improving uh, in your off time. But so something that I of I was interested in was black and white photography because I felt that I was using, I was leaning too heavily on color in my work to draw the eye. Um, and I really wanted to kind of step up my game as far as uh, drawing the eye with contrast as well. And so... Uh, I've been shooting kind of uh, like exclusively black and white film photography skills for probably like two years leading up to shooting Rada's film. Um, I actually shot a, um, I had shot a short film, uh, for Marshall Tyler called cap, which was also all in black and white, um, which, uh, it's a short film. Uh, it won, uh, uh, ABFF, uh, over the summer. Um, and on that film, I, you know, I, when I'm shooting black and white, I use a lot of color filtration. That's kind of like one of the techniques when shooting black and white is to put color filters in front of the lens, which like seems counterintuitive because it's black and white. Why would you use a color filter? But um, you can like greatly change the quality qualities of your image and, and kind of decide what's brighter and what's darker depending mm. on the kind of filters you put in front of your lens. Um they kind of because you, like as you said black and white kind of fell by the fell by the wayside um they there like are tons of these color filters for like making Caucasian skin look better mm-hmm. um and all that stuff but they never really developed the filters for darker skin tones because at what time kind of you know, darker-skinned actors were becoming movie stars. We were done with black and white. So, uh, I then decided to kind of um, to kind of do my own research and come up with my own kind of filter combinations and cocktails uh, that would that would really, really flatter darker skin on black and white. Uh, and randomly, while I was at Panavision testing these filters, um, uh, I got sent the script for Forty-Year-Old Version. Um, and I opened it up and saw that it was going to be shot in black and white, <laughs> uh, and I was ecstatic. Um, and so, you know, even though, even though um, most of my work is in color, I think most work out in the world these days is in color. Um, black and white is something that I love and feel really, really strongly about. Um, and I was really thankful to get the chance to shoot it for you.
0: Right. No, um, I. So that's actually one of a perfect segue to one of the questions I wanted to ask you is about sh- shooting. Darker skin because the thing is with that um, you mentioned there are filters for Caucasian skin and there weren't really any for 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 darker skin and I kind of understand what you mean about using colored filters for dark for black and white because it can it can help you to like interpret the color spectrum and where the light is coming from and how it's gonna bounce off of the skin. Because um with black skin, mm-hmm. we have undertones. We have like orange undertones, red undertones. Some people even have like blue undertones to their skin and even our mm-hmm. hair. So I'm guessing that's what you were going for that's what you're trying to figure out and to and to work around.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and that's kind of the thing, right? Like there's there's way more variation in in darker skin tones than there are what well, Caucasian skin tones. You know what I mean? Like you know like dark skin when you, like when people say like, you know, African American, it could be anything from like my complexion, like I'm very, very light to mm-hmm. someone who's really, really dark. Um, and almost no light like reflects back off of them. Mm-hmm. So you know shooting shooting darker skin tones and and you know being comfortable in that kind of requires like a a vast knowledge of how different skin types will react to different light, how, um, and you know, how you can use filtration to, to, um, you know, to make people look their best. Something Robert was really, really, you know, concerned with, which I think, you know, most, um, most black filmmakers are, is, is making the people look, True to how they look in life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's a tendency, I think, in a lot of like, you know, in a lot of kind of bigger, bigger budget Hollywood movies, to, you know, if there's like a very dark actor in a scene, you know, they'll they'll really brighten up that character's tone, you know, to kind of fall in the same range as a lot of other, as like the, you know the other characters in the in the scene. That was something that Rada was like adamant about. Um, where, it was, you know, our, our lead actor is this uh, amazing rapper, Austin Benjamin, who is much, much, much darker than Rada, and they mm-hmm. share tons of scenes together. Um, and, you know, it's important to us to, you know, to make sure that they both came across, you know, in film as they do in life.
0: Right. and for And so when you have, like, when you have actors who are different Complexions and who have different undertones, um, and you're and you're shooting in black and white. How much cha- how much more challenging is it, especially when you're in certain locations that are darker than others? Because, for instance. If you take there's the daytime scenes and then there's exterior scenes where everything is light and you have the sunlight and you can use reflectors. But when you're in like you have the nighttime scenes, like one of the ones that always sticks out to me is the rap battle scene with the with the, rap, with, the, with, the with the with the female rappers and you have all of these women yeah. with different complexions and their background and the background of where they are is dark because they're like in a boxing ring. Yeah. And you have the light on them, but you also have to make sure that they don't fall completely into shadow because that seems really intriguing to me because it's a lot of lights and darks, not only in their costuming, but just the mm-hmm. background alone. You had like we were able to see everyone. So I wanted to ask you, how do you go around constructing a scene like that where you have the potential for people just like literally disappearing into the background because of the the darkness?
1: Um, well so <laughs> funny enough, we were we were trying to kind of make people like fall away a little bit because we didn't have too many extras. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was, it was this kind of thing where, where we built a big lighting rig overhead. Um, we built a big lighting rig overhead that, you know, would really take care of everything inside the ring. Um, but we still wanted to, to feel their shape and feel the texture of them, of the people in the ring. And so, um, by going overhead with it, we really got like nice but very soft shadows um, on our kind of lead actors that were in the ring, and then you know the whole thing was uh, was on cables, so it could raise or lower, and either side could raise and lower, and so um, a lot of the scenes where uh, like Rada and D are watching. Are uh, We actually lowered one side of the hiding ring so it was more facing towards them mm. and getting a little decrease the crowd on that end.
0: Right. And and so, again, going from that for the exterior shots, there are some scenes, um, I think, and it's the ending scene. I, I don't think this would be considered, I hope that's not a spoiler, but this one really, this one also intrigued me where. <laughs> <laughs> they're walking. I'll just say they're walking down the street, <laughs> and um, and this. And it also has to do with costume, which is a question I'll get to next. And for a, for and I wanted to know, like, when you're shooting a black man, because you have to be you have to be control your lighting so so perfectly to make sure again that everything can be seen the way you want it to be seen. And this is, sounds like a completely mm. random question, but I wondered, like, you had to take into consideration the. The wattage of like street lamps. I know this is, like a completely nerdy question, but I I, I just thought about it. it was like I wonder like if they measured the wattage of the street lamps to make sure it didn't like create any like on like
1: like what do you call them like
0: you know those sun sunspot effects. I wanted I just wanted to know that because that just like
1: mm-hmm. me. yeah, I mean if, it depends on how nerdy you want to get, right? <laughs> so we can go super nerdy. <laughs> we we uh, so so I grew up in New York, and Rada also grew up in New York, yeah. and um and You know, maintaining, we did, I mean, we shot tons and tons and tons of tests, right? Like, you know, it it was important for us for night in New York to look like night in New York. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to do that kind of thing where, you know, uh, where there's like a big crane at the end of the block and and like there's light like washing down the whole street, (laughs) you know, with like long, like that, you know, while that's like a very kind of a glamorous Hollywood look, that's not what we were. That's not what we we're going for. That's not what, that's not what night looks like to me in my city. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we we kind of very, very gently lit all of our main characters for our night scenes, but we let the streets just live as they, as they were. Mm. We didn't light any of the, like, down the block stuff. Um, we let the streetlights work. And I mean, that was all testing. You know what I mean? We just made sure we tested and shot, um, you know, tons feet of, uh, of stuff just in, Make sure that that plan is going to work, uh, and that you'd be able to see, you know, everything, um, down the block and there'd be no flicker or, you know, any of that stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah that was
0: all very intentional <laughs> all right and also for costuming so I know a lot of people probably don't take into consideration like cinematography and how it matches with costuming but again with a film like mm-hmm. with like with any with any film in color whether it be in color or black and white like cost costuming has to be taken into consideration and in how the, the, the scene is shot right because you have to show you have to decide how much of the costume am I going to show because in my opinion I always say that the costume tells half of those characters story Right and for yeah. and for um, for the version, like Rada wears like a lot of um, tribal prints, and she wears like a lot of dark colors. Mm-hmm. And, for, mm-hmm. and for and so for shooting a, a show, a film that's in black and white and on on thirty five millimeter, um, how closely did you work with Radha and the costume department to figure out which patterns would work best with the with the look that you were going for?
1: Um really closely yeah it was it was the kind of thing where you know everybody <clears throat> kind of needed to start thinking in black and white mm-hmm. right because it's like you know there were a couple there were a couple production design things or costume things where it's like you know they would come with with like a red it, you know there was i think there's one in particular um uh costume that i think Archie wears in the or was going to wear in the film, that, like, to the eye was beautiful. It was, like, kind of this, like, bold, contrasting, like, deep blue suit jacket um, with, like, kind of a khaki pants. And it had an... I think he had an orange tie on and everything. And, it, like, it looked really great to the eye. But in black and white, they were all... This, all those different colors were the same shade of gray.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And it just looked like he was wearing... <laughs> you know, like he was all in one color. Um, and so... You know, that was the kind of thing that we just, that we just tested. Um, you know, everybody, everybody had their phones set to black and white. You know what I mean? Just when they're snapping little pictures and reference things to show everyone. All that was in black and white. Um, and, you know, so like with Rada, it really came down to just, you know, making... She, I think she wears so many patterns because that was a great way to kind of show off her style. Uh, as a character, without having to resort to color, like all those textures and and everything, uh, really really worked.
0: Right, and because like, I I thought especially I think it's like for the last sequences, like the the play, um, to me like yeah. I I really wondered about the costume because like Rada and R- R- Archie do wear similar outfits. And it's almost like they're marrying each mm-hmm. other, which I thought was really interesting. And I wondered about the the texture because I know like with certain textures, like if it's a satin or if it's embossed or like a brocade, like you have to be careful, yeah. like how intense the pattern is so it can show up on screen. So I really did wonder about that. And and for and for shooting now, I'm gonna move to like inter- to talking about things like interior shots because the film takes a lot of the interior shots takes place in two locations. That um, well, no three. There's the school. There's Radha's apartment, mm-hmm. and then there is Dee's apartment. And they are very, they have three very distinct feels visually to me. And for Radha's apartment, mm-hmm. I know, like, I think Radha said during Sundance at, at a panel that she was on that that, that, that was her actual apartment. And um, yes. how challenging is it shooting in a location like that, where someone actually lives in the space, and it's a reflection of them, versus working on a set where they where, like you would have the production crew build the set to scale, and how, and like you know, and to the new idea that the director has, versus doing something that is lived in state. Uh,
1: I mean, I think you know, I think it's more of a. I think it's it's more challenging for the production designer because it becomes a conversation of of you know if you're in someone's actual house like what's going to stay what's going to go how can we make this work for us rather than just being able to design something from scratch. <laughs> um, for me, you know, it's a combination of uh, of you know there 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 there's good and bad with everything, right? Like. It's a little less controlled as far as lighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do everything that I would be able to do on a stage. But, like, you get texture and a feeling and things that, like, I don't think you could get on a stage, um, at least not on our budget. Um, so, it's great to be in these spaces that are lived in in these beautiful locations. Um, you know, whereas, and I'll, you know, I'll take that, I'll take the challenge to figure out how to light that mm-hmm. um, in order to be in a real space.
0: Hmm. And so for, okay, so I'm going to discuss Clemency a little bit because um, Clemency, to me, is a beautifully shot yeah. film. I love the way you use color. Um, and so please, I wanted please, to ask you. you, what is the what are your pros, co- your pros and cons of shooting in black and white and pros and cons in shooting in color?
1: Um, so with Clemency, we did a lot. I think, like, Clemency color was a big signifier for us in the prison um so with clemency, we were very very constrained with where the light was coming from and what color that light was in the prison uh, almost all of our light was overhead and it was kind of like a cooler bluer fluorescent feel Mm -hmm. um in her office which is kind of her sanctuary from the prison um the light is coming more from the side uh and it's a little warmer. It's almost like kind of like pure white light, um, and it's coming from a little bit lower. Uh, as she gets even further from that, when she's back at her home, which is kind of the furthest place from the prison, uh, all the light is very, very warm, and it's coming from like eye level. It's coming from lamps um, right at eye level. So that was kind of our our uh, our way of signifying. Bernadine's emotional space and where she where she was through uh, like not only color of light but the angle that the light was coming from also
0: mm-hmm. right and and for and for black and white what are like the pros and cons of doing that because um like for me one of my favorite scenes in Clementine I think it is the last scene is where um where you know like. The inmate has passed on, and she just she just completely loses mm-hmm. it, and she's walking in the the hallway. Yeah. and You have this stark white light, but then it starts to change into like this muted white, into a soft yellow, and then just like this blazing red, and cuts out. And 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 I love the way how you're able to tell the story with light. Whereas, um, again, for me, one of my favorite scenes in Fatty version is the very like again the last shot where um, Rada and Dee are just walking down the street. And they're joking and they're laughing and everything. And it's just like, you don't have the color transitions, but you just have the way the light plays off of them. Like, he's mostly in black and white. He's mostly in black because he wears a lot of dark colors, but she has on the the black tuxedo jacket and, like, the... And for us, it's going to look like the white can-can skirt and everything. And I just love the way, like the the color just it's hard to, it's it's weird to say color when you're talking about black women but the color stays constant on them so i like i like the contrasting differences between the two the two films and how like color and lack of color per se yeah can be used to tell a story
1: yeah absolutely yeah um yeah i mean you know it's interesting to kind of find like you know uh, like Forty was much more was much less kind of like refined and and constrained, um, you know, which I think was right for the story. You know, it's 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 much more handheld. It's much more urgent in the in the camera work, um, and a lot of it is about kind of you know swinging and catching character reactions and doing kind of like longer one take shot scenes, uh, you know which kind of becomes a language of its own rather than clemency, which was kind of a very, very, um, spotted kind of, you know, okay, in this scene, the light is going to be here, and then as we go through the film, it's going to change and change and change. Clemency is more about one person's kind of journey and how they change, um, a person and how the environment is affecting them. Uh, and it's, whereas 40 is much more, um, Forty isn't so much about how one person changes. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas, you know, Forty is about Radha accepting who she is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of her journey in this film. So it's not about the imagery totally changing to match this new person she is. It's about her feeling comfortable for the first time with who she is and, she, and knowing what she wants in life.
0: Right. And so. Again, so like for for the 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 thing with the film is, is speaking heavily about the uh, the experiences of a black woman and how uh, and how and her mm-hmm. and her and her finding her voice in a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in a environment heavily predominated by black people because she starts out as a playwright because Rada starts out as a playwright and then she transitions to a rapper where she's learning to find her voice and speak her truth as a rapper and she and there's <laughs> the scenes with um and there's the scenes with the producer and the parties where you have all of these Caucasian people and she's the only yeah. black woman that I can recall seeing on screen, and so is this is again a way how you tell visually tell a story in the film because you have the film is in black and it's about her experience as a black woman in white world and and, and in white spaces. Mm-hmm. And for and for you as a cinematographer and as a black man and how do you how do you use how do you translate that into screen just in general just in just for like anyone who's wondering like okay like you know some people would say like this is so heavy-handed like you know you're saying oh they're messaging we get this about black and white stuff but that like, you are telling a story visually like how do you just go about initially just like translating your own experiences on screen using cinematography as your medium
1: Oh my God, that's such a, oh, sorry, such I a, a complicated question. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I was trying to think, think of so, a simpler way to put so it. Much, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I think. I'm sorry. You know, I think. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think. I don't know if I can answer that question totally. Um, you know.
0: <laughs> Whatever you can I'm, give me, I'm, I'll part, take.
1: <laughs> like, part, of, part of what I do and part of the art form is. is and I think for every for everybody that, that has something to say uh, and is making art because they have something to say, I think, you know, partly it's therapeutic. Partly, you know, you make art to understand your own life better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you and you make art so that maybe people who are going through the same experiences as you are realize that they're not the only person going through the experiences. Um, you know, I think as a cinematographer, I um, I try to, I try to, you know, imbue my imagery with with love for the characters and love for the people. Um, you know, I think, I think I was able to do that on Forty because it's like, you know, I have there are people in my life who look like Rada. Do you know what I mean? I, ha- I mm-hmm. have, I like when I'm shooting a character, part of it is like I'm trying to put, put the people, you know. That I'm close to on film, also. Like I'm trying. You know what I mean? Does that no, make I sense? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like I feel like when I'm when I'm filming Rada, like I'm filming also. Like she's like Finn. Does that make sense? Um, oh
0: no, yeah, I, I get it. Cause... And I think. No, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, I, I was going to kind of finish up by saying that, like, that. Um, you know, I try. I try and. My imagery, make the audience feel like the love for the character that I feel when I'm on set. And hopefully that comes through.
0: No, I, I get it because I'm um, like I actually met Radha during Sundance. I just like randomly ran into her on in the street, and uh, like I was younger, okay. like watching the film. I felt like I was watching women that I grew up with. Like I'm like these are black women that I know. I'm I'm from I'm from Barbados, yeah. so I'm familiar with I'm from the diaspora. But mm-hmm. like no matter where we live, whether we live in New York or Toronto, where I am, or in Barbados or Jamaica or Trinidad or or Saint Lucia, whatever. Like you, the there are certain experiences that black people have, and there's certain certain things that we say and do that we can that we see each we, that we can see in each other and when I was watching the film I'm like vast I'm like I know black women like that I know and I have an aunt that behaves yeah. exactly like her I have a friend that's uh-huh, like uh-huh. that dresses like her right so I, I get what you're saying
1: yeah 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 for sure
0: yeah and and um I yeah. <laughs> but it, no, it's, it's just so interesting when you're watching certain films, especially, like, I'll be real, like when, when I was watching the film, I said, this film is for black people. And that, that was my whole thing. I'm like, this is a love mm-hmm. letter. This is a love letter to black women and to black people in general because we, 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 yeah. we, we use music to to, like to talk about our feelings and about our experiences right and we we wear uh, we wear our head wraps like for me I used to wear head wraps and and like I'm familiar with the whole concept that Radha was going through where she was kind of like using her head wrap as a distraction as a way to hide her emotions and everything so like that was very familiar to me yeah and and so just before we wrap up, because I, I, I think I had, I'm not sure how much time I had, but before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite, or um, are, are you gonna give me like one or two, your favorite scenes from any movie, like cinematography-wise. It could be old, new, whatever. Anyway. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, oh, my favorite scenes from like in terms of cinematography?
0: Cinematography, storytelling, lighting, whichever. Cause I, I thought about, I wasn't gonna ask this because I'm like, this seems like such as, again, a standard question, but I saw a clip that someone made a supercut of like some of the most beautiful cinematography scenes in film history. And it got me thinking about some of my favorite scenes. So I wanted to know um, what was, what for you as a cinematographer, just as a f- fan of film in general, what is a scene that really means a lot to you as a cinematographer?
1: Um, I would say, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a shootout scene in Road to Perdition Ooh. Uh that, like, takes place entirely in the rain, mm-hmm. um, where kind of, like, Tom Hanks, like, faces off against, like, you know, five, five guys, and it's, like, just on a, on a, like, a streetlight, streetlit, you know, uh, like, nighttime scene in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I think that scene is really beautiful. Um, well, I think uh, I just watched... I just re Belly for the first time in a, in a couple of years. Oh, I haven't mean uh, years. I think that the opening scene of Belly is, like, unbelievably good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> um, uh I don't know. This is the kind of thing like, don't give me your your email. I'm gonna send you like the next five years. I mean, like I thought of another one. <laughs> I'll go with through. I'll go through it
0: yeah no I was just no, I just I just wanted to ask you because I just like I said I saw the tweet and it really made me think of like some of the scenes because like the in the tweet in the clip they, were, they showed a few scenes from 300 and I was like you know what 300 has its faults but it's a beautifully shot film there's some scenes that are super stunning in that film yeah
1: it was great.
0: Yeah, so I was. I just thought I'd ask you because I'm like you know what, whenever will I, I may never get a chance to speak to another cinematographer so let me just shoot my shot and ask yeah yeah no, for
1: sure yes
0: oh, yeah. oh my gosh um, So I think that's our time again thank you so much for speaking with me Eric this was I like this is very informative and very fun to speak to you um, I just love speaking with people about their craft and the work that they do Absolutely. and I really and I Absolutely. really did
1: thank you so mm-hmm. so, you're mm-hmm. talking to me you. oh you're welcome
0: um, so um, hopefully I get to speak to soon. Um like, like she was a blast to talk to and like to watch at Sundance like she's hilarious yeah. um, so again thank you so much for speaking to me and I hope you have a great week and I can't wait I- to see what you do next absolutely
1: likewise likewise me too I'm not sure what's next though. I can't wait to see it too <laughs> <laughs>